0: What are you doing here? Now, this is a police investigation. Hey, I'm just looking for somebody. I didn't think that was a criminal offense. Well, what do you suggest? Well, I'd put uh, Link and McLean under surveillance. (laughs) Now, that is a fine example of temperate zone mentality. (laughs) You want me to place an entire forest under surveillance? I want you to do what any good police officer would do in the temperate zone, or the arctic zone, or at the equator. I want you to do your job.
1: where we watch shit that was uploaded to YouTube that was on TV at some point, but nobody ever wanted to watch. My name is Stuart and with me as always is Joe. Howdy. Howdy howdy. Joe, are you ready to eat some moose burgers and lamb
0: stew?
2: I am getting absolutely shit on this one in honor of the star of this pilot.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> and joining us again from the Tattertown episode. It's Chris Day.
3: Ooh. Hello. Just thinking about Alaska here. Don't mind me and just pining for <laughs> the upper one.
2: Pining for your childhood. Trapping fur bears and wrangling beaver. Well,
1: market research was overwhelmingly conclusive. The kids want easy listening country stars who have been dead for 20 plus years. So we found the perfect pilot the 1988 John Denver CBS Sunday night movie.
2: in some high ground when the John Denver's in it.
3: I was just thinking, I need to have an electric piano going here. I can't believe I'm unprepared. I have a DX7 sitting here looking at me. Damn it!
2: What the fuck? You have a fucking DX7? I do. Jesus Christ! Yeah. <laughs> I hope you got
1: it at a thrift store price. Uh, nah, not really.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I feel like we've been watching a lot of really weird, far out stuff and this is like coming back to earth that's kind of my first thoughts about this what would be your first take
2: i i weirdly liked it i had a hard time hating on it
3: kind of did too i was really immediately amused clipped along at a nice pace the cinematography was shockingly nice (laughs) kind of beautiful Yeah. Uh, It clearly is directed by a real person. And, I mean, I, of course, wanted more, you know, John Denver as Charles Bronson here, just taking out the
1: trash. Oh, my God.
3: But, you know, that aside, it uh, it felt good. It felt good that, you know, be enough.
1: So we thought that this was going to be John Denver as an asshole cop. Mm -hmm. That was kind of disappointing. He had Mm -hmm. his moments. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I was wanting drunken, angry. I don't know if John Denver could do it. I don't know if he could do it. Yeah.
2: I don't think so. He's just too nice. Yeah. Other than apparently the incident when he was divorcing his first wife and he chainsawed their bed in yeah. half. Really? The real thing. He talked about it in an interview I just watched with him. Yeah, chainsawed our bed in half. <laughs> I think there was some sketchy
3: domestic situations as well, but it's just a little disappointing for my childhood. <laughs> being defined by john denver yeah yeah well
1: nobody's perfect not even john denver that's right that's right i feel like this was just a really bland by the book movie with a lot of john denver and some great british columbia for alaska search and rescue action Mm -hmm. which was kind of cool and honestly it actually reminded me a lot of macgyver oh yeah or or airwolf Uh, Yeah, yeah. yeah the kind of like boilerplate plot, but it needed to be more quirky. John Denver, he needs to like really be into pudding or have a cool hat He's, or something,
3: you know? He needs something. I mean, he did eat a mean apple while flying planes. So <laughs> like, I think it was an apple, right? No, it, apple.
2: They, were, they were oranges. Cause he gives them to his friend's wife and she's like,
0: Oh Jim, thanks. This is terrific. Oranges are like gold. Up yeah, there. that's right. I, I forget. <laughs>
3: single favorite moment in the entire pilot, by the way, is the opening credits, where he's just snacking on an orange while flying a plane. And he's clearly flying a plane. I mean,
1: that's... Oh, yeah. Of course he
2: is. There's no way he would have done this show if they didn't didn't let him fly the plane.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. That's what he wanted. He was like, I want to do a show where I get to fly a plane and be in nature (laughs) for a couple of days.
2: Honestly, God, I... This is one of the ones where I'm like, fuck, what could have been? Yeah. I would have definitely watched this as a kid. And it might be just mostly because I just love John Denver.
1: Same, same.
2: Certified John Denver freak.
1: In this, though, is this character a Mary Sue? Like, is he just likable and everybody likes him and he he can't do anything wrong? He is pretty insufferably
3: likable. I mean, I can see where the no-good Nicks are uh, poo-pooing on him. He's a little too perfect, so... um... You know, he could stand to take a
2: snifter of port now and then. Yeah, I wonder if they let him drink on set on this. Yeah. He famously had a couple of bad DUIs and lost his legal ability to fly, but mm-hmm. still flew. The mm-hmm. FAA took away his his flight privileges, and he just was like, well, fuck them. I'm just going to do whatever I want.
1: Mm-hmm. Towards the end, we'll get into what happened to him, but don't want to kill him. Yeah. Right at the beginning here. Right, right. This pilot seems to be really popular with the John Denver fans. If you go through the comment sections, it's just people raving about how much they love him. They love this this movie. It's so great. He's so great. And so much so that it's actually the most watched pilot that we've watched on this show. Oh, is it? It has 70,000 views.
2: And that's just on the crappy version that you found?
1: On the crappy version that was taped off TV, that's 7,000 views a year. Wow. That's way more than any pilot hmm. that we've watched.
2: <laughs> yeah, the good version only has 5,500 views. What the hell? And it's like substantially better quality. Yeah. But it's
1: yeah. only like a year old, and it's got pretty much the exact same amount of views on average.
2: That comes courtesy of the channel John Denver Legend. <laughs> Thank you. I That's
1: smashed awesome. that subscribe button. Let me tell yeah,
3: you.
2: Yeah, I'm going to hit that bell to get those notifications every time they upload a new John Denver related video. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you think they're still finding lost John Denver footage? Oh,
2: there's a trove. There's a trove out there. You don't even know about the John Denver bootleg community. (laughs) (laughs) It's deeper than the dead, man. I mean, did you even know
3: about the John Denver movie that he did with Abel Ferrara? (laughs) I mean, it was...
1: He's an awesome guy, just the nicest guy in the world. Peace and conservation activists,
2: First Amendment activists as well. Fuck when yeah. uh, Tipper Gore, they were doing the parental advisory, trying to ban vulgar music or whatever,
1: like Twisted Sister.
2: <laughs> Fucking of all people, the most innocent music anyone's ever recorded outside of like the Carpenters.
1: And he stuck up for like uh, the metal guys that were Dead Kennedys, I think. And... Yeah,
2: Dead Kennedys, yellow.
1: He he
3: went in, and all the congressmen were big John Denver fans. Uh, and they were like, oh, we got we got the most likable guy in the world on our <laughs> side. And they had no idea he was actually testifying uh, against such things. I'm like, what a badass.
0: I love him. That fucking <laughs> rules. Yeah. Class act. Appreciate First. that. Yes, I have an appointment with NASA at noon. And This
1: wasn't out of nowhere. He had several successful acting roles in the seven.
0: Most notably with the
2: Muppets. <laughs> yeah. John Denver and the Muppets. Starring John Denver and John's special guest stars, Kermit the Frog. It's Piggy, Fuzzy Bear, Gonzo, Lloyd, Scooter, and Ralph.
1: But he was in Oh God, where George Burns, I think George Burns plays God. Yeah. I think I saw it when I was a kid. It's, it's one
2: of those classic Saturday movies that just mm-hmm. is depressing as shit to even think about.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it has a really high uh, score on Rotten Tomatoes. Bizarre. <laughs> So I guess he's not a bad actor, I suppose.
2: I thought he was serviceable at this. He wasn't super believable as an FBI agent, but I don't know, he brought his own style to it.
1: <laughs> he has the face of a golden retriever, just unquestionable mm-hmm. loyalty and lovableness.
2: And so tan.
1: All that time next to the sun, you know. <laughs> Flying up there above the clouds. <laughs> this was not shot in Alaska, by the way. Yeah, British Columbia. Yes.
2: very scandalous
1: <laughs> and i found this comment from an imdb user from 2012 uh, shout out to merransom on imdb as an alaskan i find any reference to alaska or its lifestyle to be sorely lacking great scenery but it was shot in british columbia in canada not in alaska a shot of a raccoon when alaska has no raccoons in one conversation with an indian kid there's reference to the kid's father's losing his pine grove. There are no pine groves in Alaska, but there are plenty of stands of spruce. Shit. Oh God,
2: such a fucking specific complaint.
3: <laughs> my love of IMDB user reviews knows
2: no bounds. They really are the best. Und- an underrated yeah. <laughs> comment
3: section. Yeah. 2012 is a later one, too. Yeah.
2: There were a couple from the last two or three years. Ooh.
1: Okay. oh yeah i think people are watching this
2: you can get it anywhere
1: i found it for sale on the target's website pretty sure i saw it on the criterion channel
3: <laughs> for the robert day yeah. retrospective shout out to Day. yeah
2: is he is he a relative it's,
3: uh he is now <laughs> <laughs>
2: He's making a a big adoptive family.
1: (laughs) Do we want to read the LA Times review? This is one that's uh, contemporary. Oh yeah, I was in love with this. It's brief and to the point. Love
3: 80s bitchiness. So this is by Lynn Hefley of the LA Times. High Ground seems an apt title for the new TV movie airing Sunday night on CBS because after watching it, viewers may feel the urge to seek some. (laughs) the film 9pm on channels 2 and 8
2: oh wow
3: (laughs) stars john denver as an fbi agent who quits to become a bush pilot in alaska and ends up investigating a bootlegging operation and his best friends murder denver has lost his Buster Brown haircut <laughs> and granny glasses over the years.
2: Buster Brown? <laughs> Buster Brown. I'm Buster Brown. I live in a shoe. <laughs> yeah.
3: Making this forever boyish nice guy an action cop is like Mr. Rogers. Wearing <laughs> is not to be believed. Oh my god. Denver is also the co-executive producer here, but there's plenty of blame to go around. <laughs> Michael Eric Stein's stultifying scripts, Robert Day's loose direction, and the miscasting, not only of Denver, but of Richard <laughs> Masue, as the most obvious villain since Snidely Whiplash, are not to be discounted. <laughs> Add a score by Lee Holdridge that doesn't know whether it's part of a Cecil B. DeMille epic or a John Denver special. Denver sings the title song, which he co-wrote with Holdridge, as we see lots and lots of footage of him in his plane flying through clouds over snow-capped peaks and ocean. The lyrics go, maybe it's just the dream in me, maybe it's just my style. Whatever happened to Rocky Mountain High? (laughs) The dialogue is bad enough to suspect parody. When I was a boy, I left Scotland to seek my fortune, explains John Reese davies as a tough Alaskan policeman who thinks Denver is a troublemaker. He somehow doesn't see Monsieur, the town's leading citizen, hulking around with creepy henchmen. <laughs> Denver, using a sort of crocodile Dundee taming technique, talks killers into putting down their guns by saying, easy does it. Come on, pal. He calls everyone pal. (laughs) When it ends, Denver is a hero, and series pilot syndrome seems to fill the air. Come on, pal.
2: Jeez. Goddamn.
3: Just uh, love it. Authorized Buster Brown dealers.
2: I mean, I always heard they always called it the little Dutch boy look. (laughs) But Buster Brown, that's just...
3: It is very eighties. Just remember, calm down, Buster Brown, you know, from your teachers or something.
1: He's, yeah, he's probably a hundred years old or she. They weren't
2: letting women
1: write articles for
2: newspaper mm-hmm. in the eighties yet.
1: Actually, <laughs> don't know if that and this could very well be, I don't know, in Lynn, L-Y-N-N-E. That's anyway. definitely an old man name. So this aired on CBS, and it was the highest-rated show that night. That's St. Elsewhere. <laughs> <laughs> it was up against on Fox. It's the Gary Shandling show and Gary the Tracy Ullman show. Wow. Be I'd probably be watching that, honestly.
2: <laughs> yeah, you know, I've never seen the Gary Shandling show, but if it's anything like the Larry Sanders show. quite
1: good. Yeah. <laughs> it's
2: probably quite good. Oh, I
1: think I thought that's what that was. I get those mixed up.
2: No, he, it's his show before Larry Sanders, but I've never gotten around to watching it. It'll go mm-hmm. along with uh, Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman on shows that just have not. Dug deep enough into
1: probably up on Daily motion too, I mean yeah, has like four hundred episodes, so you know oh, Jesus, nBC had the man who wasn't there. I don't remember that
2: uh. is that not the
1: Cohen brothers one tilly Tom Fortin. <laughs>
2: his brother who's from louisiana instead of texas
1: billy bob thornton (laughs) yeah he's from arkansas he's from arkansas you can tell by his accent his accent is exactly like mine flat arkansas god damn it are you fucking with
2: me uh let me just correct you there Uh, no you cannot no no you cannot tell the difference he sounds like a texan especially in uh, princess okay plays the japanese (laughs) monk my god i reckon we're gonna go on down to the shinto shrine to pray to the buddha
1: (laughs) (laughs) whatever the fuck
0: how dare you speak to
2: a god
1: like that before i forget arkansas a r Alaska, AK. Uh-huh. Quit putting Arkansas as AK. <laughs> <laughs> public service announcement.
2: Also, AK and <laughs> AR, great guns. I remember
1: <laughs> We have no
2: choice but to
1: stand. All right, let's talk about what the versions we watched. Joe, you found the, the nicer version.
2: Yeah, it's basically a straight-up DVD rip, it looks like. Thank you
3: for that, Joe. Because the, the other one, I couldn't quite tell if uh, John Denver had a face or not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I tried watching that for a half a second and then <laughs> I, I paused it and I saw the recommended video underneath and I was like, oh, I bet this is better quality. I didn't even get
3: that far. I got, well, I got six minutes in and I was like, I think he just
1: shoved someone over. No, he didn't even shove him. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one that I watched. It's terrible quality and the sound is cut to the right. Yeah, that's right one channel and it's very very small
2: what year was that uploaded
1: 2012 jesus christ i think it was taped off tv during the original broadcast because it has the commercials but not all of them just oh. one or two yeah i didn't even get that far <laughs> i would
3: have loved to watch those yeah
2: that was the best part of the last pilot we did yeah uh the eddie, eddie Izzard pilot cows <laughs>
3: Yeah, we're
1: definitely reviewing commercials from now on. <laughs>
3: well, I'm disappointed, and I'll get into, you know, mom territory here soon enough, but I'll just leave that hanging. But I was just home for the holidays and found boxes and boxes of old VHS tapes, and my mom Ooh. was, you know, in love with John Denver. And there's probably higher ground on a tape somewhere, I almost guarantee it. If it had Denver, man, that Johnny <laughs> <was>. Oh, man. <laughs> if
1: you find a and it's actually got higher ground written, like, on the on the label.
3: Oh, she was a librarian, so immaculately
1: laid out. Take a picture of it, and we will upload it to our supplemental information Instagram. Gladly.
2: Did, did you ask her about this?
1: No,
3: not yet. I didn't want to get her too hot and bothered this early in January. <laughs> <laughs>
2: to get goddamn hypothermia.
3: John Denver was my real father, I think. And um, John Denver piping through the house all the time. So I see no ill in this man. He's a perfect specimen. And I'll tell you the one time I got to see my mom, uh, Horny. (laughs) (laughs) And it was on Christmas Day a few few years ago. I don't know, seven, eight years ago, something like that. I find the John Denver documentary about his life on PBS or something. Put it on and the whole family's there, literally opening stockings and stuff in, in the living room. So this is perfect domestic situation, John Denver, like, oh, this is lovely. And there was a clip of John Denver on one of his specials and there's just a warm spotlight on him. He's just alone on a soundstage, dead quiet, no acoustics, you know, just like real intimate. And John looks into, he has his guitar in his lap on a stool. And just looks at the camera and says, Well, if you don't mind, I'd like to sing you a little song. And my mom, unaware that there was the whole family in the room, just goes, Oh, John, you can sing to me
2: anytime. Oh my god! Oh my god.
3: (laughs) And my sisters and I just look over like, God
2: damn, keep it in your pants,
3: Mom! It was. And then she kind of snapped out of it and was like, oh,
2: um, yeah. (laughs) Chris's mom is one of the most reserved ladies I've ever known. It's impossible to get a rise out of her, even Mm -hmm. with our group of just loud, vulgar boys hanging out she's just just very demure the
3: worst, the worst she'll do is come in during our stinkery of just teenage boys and she be like oh it smells like boys in here it smells like a locker room
2: <laughs> oh my god oh, that's so rich that's
1: my, that's my mom's john denver story
2: he really did not have that effect on women
1: So, John Denver is an FBI agent, Jim Clayton, and he lives in Los Angeles, and he's kind of at a crossroads in his life. He just got divorced, and while he's good at his job, he has a a shitty boss that is interfering in his investigations and making things harder than they need to be. But he does have a sweet plane that he likes to fly around the harbor.
2: And what a fucking sweet plane it is. The beaver.
1: Leave it to beaver.
2: That's basically the dream.
1: Is that what it's called? The beaver?
2: That's what it says on the side.
1: <laughs> That's amazing.
2: It's such a goddamn cool plane.
1: Now
3: would have been a better time to tell my mom's story, huh? Oh my
2: god. <laughs> <laughs> nice beaver. Thank you. I just had it stuffed. So then his buddy, Rick,
1: shows up. Martin
2: um, um, Of Cobra Kai, of Karate Kid. In the rare nice likable guy role yeah and he fucking kills it in that role he should have played more nice guys
0: that would be just too too damn damn tedious (laughs) he's
2: just kind of a lovable oaf he is
1: he's a jerk to his wife i'd say and his kid but likably so
2: you know who's not
1: I, i will say when it comes down to it he does the right thing but overall he's kind of a jerk all right He's a former agent, and he's moved to Alaska. And he, he was like working with his father-in-law, and his father-in-law died. Yeah, uh, from his wife. I just had
0: a swing by the old Jimzo before I got back to the fastest-growing small flying service in Alaska.
2: Anakin Air is what it's called, which is very strange, and I don't know yeah. if there's some other meaning to Anakin than Star Wars.
3: Skywalker Air was shut down by CBS. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's over,
1: Anakin. I have the high ground. So he's purposefully getting in over his head. He's like spent a bunch of money on, you know, planes and shit. And now he's trying to get John Denver to quit the FBI and come and join him in Alaska. But John Denver just isn't sure if he's ready to quit his job and move. We cut to later that night and John Denver, (laughs) he's undercover trying to catch these bad guys. He meets them in, I think, a hotel lobby or maybe a shopping mall. Yeah, it looks like both. Yeah. place with a bunch of chairs, like a lobby. Something. It
2: looks like every location from 80s Hong Kong blood operas. It's a mall, but it's also a hotel, but it's also a grocery yeah. store. It's
1: just like, it's just like a mini mall. Check it
2: out now. And we love it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so they, he sits down with these guys and they exchange a suitcase of cash. The guy who gets the suitcase, his name is Herman. Pleasure doing business with you. He gets up and leaves and then john denver gets up to leave but the third guy for some reason starts having a piss fight with john denver <laughs> not complaining it was pretty good but
2: <laughs> sure i always wanted to see what he looked look
1: like swinging a the bird then john denver chases after herman catches up with him and reveals that he's an fbi agent Then also fbi
0: and herman is panicking fbi huh You've me into this. And he pulls out a gun. Herman, what are you doing with a gun? Ice front, look at me. You don't want to do this, Herman. Don't make this any worse than it is, pal. Look at me. Give me the gun. But John Denver is talking Herman, with him, trying gun. to get
1: the gun from him. And this is like his thing that the review is talking about. He's a criminal whisperer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's working. And they're right up against the railing of the shopping center, whatever. And he almost gets the gun, but at the last moment, (laughs) the chief, he jumps out and he scares Herman and Herman falls over the railing and we get the first of the John Denver stun faces.
2: (laughs) He really doesn't have a face that's suited to emoting.
3: Achingly sincere
2: why would you do that <laughs> you didn't have to kill that man you
0: did not have to kill that man
3: that's what he said he
2: was
1: fine
3: oh there was a moment too i just want to call out he does a beautiful little electric slide all the way across the railing did you catch this i had to watch it three times on a row oh, shit. no i
2: didn't yeah that. yeah
3: he's running running and he just like hey pal stop i was very attracted
2: Damn. <laughs> I'm definitely gonna be rewatching this.
3: Yeah, rewatch that. That was something criminally underused right there. Who knew? He's got the
2: fancy footwork of a Jackie Chan. I'm serious, I don't understand a word from your mouth.
3: <laughs> he could have been the Gene Kelly of his time.
1: <laughs> Fuck Gene Kelly, you motherfucker!
2: Well, anyway, this is all just too much for him. You don't have the right attitude anymore. I've got the perfect attitude, pal. I'm out of here. Seems really stupid to quit a job with a pension as good as FBI agents have. <laughs> It's
3: true, and clearly a mistress of some sort.
0: Jim, what are you doing? Oh, you better go somewhere and cool off. That's exactly what I'm gonna
3: do. The first of the John Denver face touches of the movie.
1: (laughs) He has a a charm over women.
2: (laughs) I think we've made (laughs) that perfectly clear.
1: We've made that very clear. We get the amazing beginning with John Denver (laughs) singing Higher Ground, which was brand new at the time. It was really hot. And he's flying over glaciers, and it's just everything you could hope for. Maybe this was
3: his version of Thriller. I'm going to make an hour and a half music video for Higher Ground.
2: No, that's ignorant. That's, (laughs) you know, I could see it. He was a very smart businessman, along with being a talented musician.
1: Could you fly a plane... From LA to Alaska, is that even possible? That
2: Yeah, you could. So they don't really say where he is in Alaska, but I would assume that you could get to the lower part of Alaska where like Anchorage and Homer and Sitka are. I mean, that's a decent sized plane. It's a two-seater, maybe a four-seater, but it's pretty decent size. I bet it has two fuel tanks at least.
1: So I think he would have to be in northern Alaska because that's where the dry counties are Mm.
2: okay Mm -hmm. you know what you're right there's no way he could have made it on two tanks he definitely would have had to refill
1: well he clearly
3: stopped in british columbia to film the movie so
2: (laughs) (laughs) wake up all my fucking neighbors scream laughing out here
1: so he shows up in alaska it actually says jordan alaska on a building oh that's what it was okay but that's not a real town (laughs) there is no jordan alaska so
2: really they went to the trouble of painting that on the top of a building i guess so that's <laughs> Wild.
1: <laughs> or maybe it's just some guy's name in British Columbia, and he, he painted it on his uh, roof, you know, old Jordan. We
2: really should have had our Alaska expert on this episode. Well, I mean, Cheryl lived there for five years. Oh, yeah. What did she think? She thought that it was Alaska, too. Really? Not, yeah. I mean, it's hard to fucking tell. It looks like Alaska. It's fucking rivers there's... and mountains and snow. and
1: But there's no pine stands in
2: Alaska. <laughs> no there are spruce stains there are no pine groves. sorry i mean when i watched it for the first time it just <clears throat> immediately made me want to go to alaska it's just the most insane place that exists still and it's probably relatively unchanged from when this was filmed other than like the prohibition thing
1: oh uh, well there's still dry counties up there
2: she was saying there weren't really really yeah i mean she lived in Anchorage and like worked in that <clears throat> general area at a fishing lodge and they definitely had access to booze.
1: <laughs> yeah, it seems like that pretty much what everybody does in yeah. Alaska is just drink constantly.
2: Drake could just be crazy. My
1: only reference for Alaska is Discovery Channel shows. Oh, yeah. Sometimes
0: it's blood, sweat, and tears on Alaska's last frontier. But life is simple, life is good when you're living life. <laughs>
2: Sure. Hey, hey, hey. Ken Burns National Parks documentary series on PBS. The last episode is dedicated only to Alaska. Oh. If you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. It will make you want to move there. It's just the most beautiful place on fucking earth. And I live in a fucking beautiful place.
1: I don't want to live in a beautiful place. I just want to visit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that sounds like a temperate climate attitude, Stuart. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: Favorite line in
2: the movie, Big, for sure. Yeah, Great yep. one. John Rhys-Davies is a fucking treasure.
0: <laughs> you managed to target my backside with the regularity of an atomic clock!
1: So, John Denver shows up in Alaska, and we meet Rick's family, his wife Jenny, and his 10-year-old son, Tommy, who is... Pretty insufferable.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Like all child
1: actors are. Denny seems caught off guard by John Denver's arrival. Like Rick doesn't tell her the truth most of the time.
2: Well, I think it was also a surprise to Rick.
0: Oh, yeah, I think you're right. Believe me, honey, uh, I'm as surprised about this as you are. Remember we talked about Jim one day flying for us? One day is this week. He just
2: sort of decided to haul ass out of
1: L.A. He just dropped everything went. It's pretty obvious Rick isn't very good with business, and there's a lot of tension with him and his wife over finances and stuff. And Tommy tells John Denver,
0: My dad's been too busy lately. Do you think you could take me fishing? Why, sure, Tommy. I'd love to. It's okay with your dad and your mom. Which is kind of weird. (laughs) It is weird.
1: Although, I would love to go fishing with John at Denver. Yeah, I'd kill to. Bring that a guitar.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Sing a song that'll make the fish just jump into your creel.
1: They, like, embrace and walk off together.
2: <laughs> You're my son now, son.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what happens.
2: That's where. That's definitely where it would have gone as a series.
1: They are doing some flying around. They're delivering stuff. Yeah, the flying is so cool in this. Very cool. It makes Rick super horny for his wife.
0: Where's all this coming from? It's always there, honey.
2: (laughs) (laughs) They call that the Flyer's High. And with a tail like yours, I'd follow you anywhere.
1: Rick is committing one of the three sins that will tank your business. He is expanding too fast. You have to grow your business at a sustainable rate.
2: Well, under Robert
1: Kiyosaki's
2: rules, what's his rule? Uh, don't expand your business too fast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I have no idea.
1: Rick, in his desperate <laughs> bid to keep his business afloat, has gotten himself mixed up with some criminals and we meet Ike and Link and the girl who gets shoved around who are Native Americans and Link is a trapper. My mom's magnificent, my body no different, I'm full of trapper
0: fraud.
1: And Ike is a mean asshole who wears a leather coat and is constantly chugging whiskey.
2: (laughs) It's very pathetic and strange. It reminds me of the 90210 episode where uh, Dylan, Yes. relapses and starts drinking out of a flask very oddly <laughs> definitely do podcast about 90210 it's one of my favorite shows ever thank whoa
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: beverly boys 902 one whoa
0: well
1: they do a shipment with rick which turns out to be whiskey and
2: pills
0: pills
1: in bottles right
2: there's fucking greenies in there
1: like what's that
3: the guys don't work for nothing
2: i mean all these boxes
3: yeah what
2: do you think the big plane's for? So, I guess yeah. they work for, you know, Adderall. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, next thing you know, Sheriff John Reese Davies is at their house. Welsh King. Why is there a Shakespearean actor sheriff in Alaska?
0: <laughs> when I was a boy, I left Scotland and I came to Alaska to make my fortune. But I quickly discovered that the, the only riches that I truly valued was the right to sleep at night with a quiet conscience. You're a former peace officer yourself,
2: aren't you?
3: You know that feeling. Or have you already forgotten? Yeah, Looks exactly yeah. like Luciano Pavarotti. Well, not <laughs> Shit,
2: he really does. <laughs> yeah, he does. definitely. He doesn't anymore. He's he's getting up there. He's mm-hmm. like seventy-five now. Which I don't know why they made it Scotland instead of Wales. What was the point of that?
3: Wales, still a little too exotic. <laughs> <laughs>
2: It's a land that confuses and baffles.
3: <laughs> too many whys as vowels, you know. It's it's confusing to people. Weird.
2: that language, <laughs> mm-hmm. the best.
1: The best.
2: Bring back Welsh and Gaelic.
1: Yeah, bring back thorn. Oh. Uh, the th. Oh. The letter yeah. that
2: begins yes. th. What? All right, let's move on. I don't know about this. I don't like this idea. It's too scary. I
1: like this. <laughs> To see McLean, yes. a very bad guy,
2: played by the greatness of Richard Masser. It took me a second to realize where I knew him from, but he's like the hound master in the thing. I don't know what the hell's oh. in there. It's weird and pissed off, whatever it is. Yes. Oh. Yes. And he is also, much like Martin Cove, playing against Type. He has like the kindliest face of anyone in Hollywood and they have him play just an absolute piece of shit uh,
1: yeah I thought he was genuinely terrifying in some parts yeah
2: he's got some
0: great eyebrows though <laughs>
1: so Rick is telling him that
0: Lieutenant Smite came by my place today All right. Ryan you say anything? no I just stood there and aged
1: and we find out Rick owes McLean a whole bunch of money basically he owns a big plane that he just purchased you know just for flying booze alone he could confiscate my plane
0: Who's planner You still owe me three payments on that
1: plane, and you're way
2: behind. Yeah, I guess he's leasing it. Hard to just purchase a plane.
1: Yeah, he's got some deal with him where he owes him a bunch of money, and he's trying to force him to do these bootlegging shipments. to pay him back.
2: Yeah, bootleg runs. You fly three more flights for me, I'll cancel the debt.
1: Which... I mean, it's its not like we're in prohibition. Is it really that serious to be flying alcohol around?
2: I wouldn't think so. I mean, is it really that profitable, too?
1: No, I don't. It, yeah, it doesn't carry that many
2: cases. Yeah. Like, what's the fucking markup on a case of liquor? It cannot be enough to justify paying for fuel for a plane and murder. <laughs>
3: and look what it's doing to poor leather jacket, dude.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: Uh. <laughs> ike poor ike about you guys but i did not like
1: ike. no no he was shitty too yeah he was a little snot but this is where rick does the right thing he refuses he says no more illegal jobs i i don't want to do this anymore
2: i can get square with you without
0: flying boots
1: <laughs> and mclean is like you suck at running a plane company. <laughs>
0: Since your father-in-law died, you practically run of Aaron into the ground.
1: These really low blood. Yeah, just really awful. And then we get this great line where Rick is like,
0: I don't break the law. I don't like lawbreakers. In fact, this whole deal makes me sick.
1: sick. <laughs> I'm going to puke. Yeah, I had a flashback to uh, Action Family.
2: Oh, personally.
1: yeah. You make me sick. Jeez. I love a good uh, "you make me sick" line. So then we get a fun party with John Denver. Yeah, where he's singing songs. This well. is what we're here for, right? Yeah, I thought
3: there was gonna be more musical segments, personally. So this was a nice, uncanny soundproof room that they were all singing
2: in. <laughs> <laughs> when the music kicked up and I heard the voice of this of them singing, I legitimately, for a second, thought that they had got Stan Rogers. to do something for this even though i think he probably passed before this in a similar way to john denver actually Mm. oh really i think he also died in a plane crash are you are you guys familiar with stan rogers i am yeah tracing one warm line through a land so wide and savage and make a northwest passage
3: to the sea yeah not a ton but
2: yeah. He fucking ruled. I'll, I'll send you some stuff. Oh, please. He
1: was he was really awesome.
3: Sorry, listeners. He's not going to send it to you, but he'll send it to me.
1: So they're having this fun party, and McLean calls Rick and apologizes for threatening him.
2: Look, I don't feel right about what happened today. I'd like to try and get it straightened out.
1: And you. says he has a legal job for him.
2: I need you to pick up some freshwater fishermen tomorrow morning.
1: But when John Denver finds out, you know Rick is going to go pick up fishermen, he gets really sad. <laughs> McLean. And he runs after Rick, who's taken off in the plane.
2: He does not catch up with him.
1: No, he doesn't. Next thing we know, Rick has disappeared, and John Denver has built a plane.
2: He finds his plane, and he falls out of the driver's side door of the plane, and he's been shot.
1: Upside down and covered and up in blood.
2: Yeah. At first I was like, oh, this must be like shocking for him. Then I remember, oh, he's an FBI agent. He's probably killed plenty of people.
3: <laughs> he's not getting that satisfaction he normally has out of seeing a dead body. Yeah.
1: So we get a funeral and Jenny is dressed up like a 19th century widow, which I thought was pretty good. <laughs> Tommy just walks up to the coffin and goes, Daddy. Daddy. <laughs> that was a really weird read. Strange choice.
3: It's a thick fog in this scene, too. Man. If you took the people out of it, it would be very (laughs) evocative. So this is
0: when John Denver meets McLean. Excuse me, I don't believe we've met. Bill McClane's my name. I'm Jim Clayton, an old friend of Rick's. I was going to fly with him for Anakin Air. Is that right? Rick never told me. Well, then, I'm
1: sorry for your loss, too. And it's really brief, but John Denver knows something. Up with this guy, and he gets a little shiver when he walks away. Take care. It's just another scene that reinforces that John Denver's actually just a big dog. <laughs> a boy
2: to <laughs> give him pets and give him treats, let him sleep in the bed.
1: Based on pilots we've watched in the past, I was sure Rick was going to return as a dog and help John Denver solve his murder. <laughs> what are you going to
0: do now? Well, first I'm going to try licking myself.
2: And then I'm going to catch my killer, and you're going to help. Oh, God, I would have loved that. This would have been picked up if they had had a human dog soul transfer, like Puchinski.
1: But no, Uh, we get this long fucking scene where Jenny is just crying and crying, and it's so hard to watch, and it just keeps going and going (laughs) so long.
0: They don't allow you too many mistakes out there. It's a damn unforgiving country. And Rick deserved to be forgiven. Ginny, if there's anything I can do for you and Tommy. Uh... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I think I started watching this twice and stopped there. <laughs>
3: i'm pretty sure it was just like commercials before and after that was the whole break the whole
1: movie break I just crying
2: (laughs) yeah this is really like the weakest scene in the whole thing
1: but i guess john denver is just gonna move in with his dead buddy's widow and adopt his kids yeah Yeah, that's clearly what's where the show is going Mm -hmm. (laughs) so john denver goes to see sheriff john reese davies and wants to help him try to solve the case who killed rick Sheriff John Reese Davies believes Rick was running a bootlegging
0: operation and was clearly ambushed and shot. He didn't have a bootleg operation. He carried one load of liquor. Then why was he found dead in Rankin Lake? He went to
1: pick up fishermen and forged a logbook about where he was going. And McLean is telling the sheriff, and he has the receipts that will prove everything. Have you seen him? And it gets really complicated, the facts of his murder. I listened to it like three or four times and I never really understood what the problem was.
2: There's a lot of mumble mouth lines in this. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There are a lot
1: that I had to rewind
2: and still could not fucking understand.
1: I tried watching it with the closed captions. Oh yeah, bad. But they were pretty
0: garbled. Yep.
1: So back in the house, McLean shows up and wants the big plane.
0: As you can see, Mrs. Loden, I've been carrying Rick for quite a while. Which
1: will totally sink the plane business. And he tries to scheme Jenny into some kind of arrangement. Look, I know this puts you in a tough
2: spot, and I don't
1: want to make it any tougher.
2: So I'll tell you what, you and I can work out some kind of a partnership. I don't need your help, Mr. McLean.
1: Fuck you. Take your plane. Get out of here, jerk.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Why don't you fly some of this bootleg liquor to L.A.? You'll make a fortune.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Then Tommy attacks McLean's pilot, and he shoves the kid on the ground. Well you can't do that in front of john denver hey. and he knocks the guy on the ground and twists his arm until he apologizes to tommy who just attacked him
0: you
2: that but he's grieving it was
1: a, it was a grief apologize. shove
2: <laughs>
1: <Apologize>. <laughs> <laughs> well they take the plane and john denver looks sad <laughs>
3: <laughs> him to break into song each time he turns sad. just leaves a montage yeah. yeah number one disappointment with the movie i gotta say
2: it's been a long time since we've had something like Cop Rock.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Too long. Oh, man.
2: Shit, Cop Rock probably came out after this, huh? Yeah,
1: Yeah, we haven't talked about Cop Rock on this show. Yeah, we have. <laughs> we have?
2: This is where I learned about it. Okay. Oh. Yeah, I think so.
1: I think you're right. I think we talked about it, but we didn't know what it was. And now we know what it is. Yeah, not know it. It was like an opera. A cop opera. A copra
0: i'm the baby merchant tots are us. i give you all the service and no damn fuss give the baby merchant just a week or two i'll have your baby for
1: you well anyway now it's time to stop the show and play a game joe oh
2: lord of mercy you guys ready for the double shit
1: yes yes so-
2: this is uh, John Denver or City of Denver. So if you Ooh. if you think you know the answer, uh, just ring in. Question one: Born Henry John Deutschendorf Jr. on December thirty first, nineteen forty three, in Roswell, New Mexico. Is that John Denver or the City of Denver? <laughs> yeah, go ahead, Stuart.
1: City of Denver.
2: Ooh. So sorry, uh, Chris, you want to take a stab at this one?
1: Oh, I think
3: uh, the city of Denver started out as uh, von Deutschenberg, not Deutschenberg. So it was John Denver all the way.
2: Ah, you're right. It was a trick question.
3: I love that the city of Denver started in Rossville.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah, that's what caught me. Like I was, I was sure. <laughs>
2: All right. Question two. Its population was seven hundred and fifteen thousand five hundred twenty-two in the twenty twenty census. Is that John Denver or the city of Denver? I don't know.
1: Them. Yeah, I don't know. Oh my I'm god, stumped. I'm oh totally
2: stumped.
3: God. I'm sorry. Yes.
2: Well, all right. It was the city of Denver. What?
3: But all right. But how is that possible? Fifteen thousand people occupied his grave.
2: <laughs> they buried him in a mass grave. <laughs> <laughs> uh because he had smallpox <laughs> all right question three its nicknames include the mile high city queen city of the plains and wall street of the west is that john denver or city of Denver?
0: I'm
3: drawing a blank yeah i'm just seeing if how long this pause can go
2: Ooh. <clears throat> Sorry, we're going to have to move on. It's actually John Denver. Those were all his nicknames. Oh. City. <laughs> this is hard. Last last question because I can't take any more of this. <laughs> Who had 34 chart hits, 18 top 10s, nine of which reached number 1? Is that John Denver or the City of Denver? <laughs>
3: Oh, come on. That's the city of Denver.
1: City of Denver.
2: Ooh, so close. Oh, fuck.
1: Joe, you got to make these easier.
2: I'm sorry, guys. I tried to make it equitable.
1: way John Denver would have wanted. <laughs> I talking. thought Denver was John Denver. Isn't that J- Denver's first name?
3: I thought it was named after him. Yeah.
1: They did that. They yeah. even
3: named the Rocky Mountains after a song. It was weird. Yeah.
1: It's wild
2: they did that. Yeah. Got a nice ring to it. Let me uh, read you a little part of the. Eli, what are you doing? Oh my God. The cat's getting into things. This is uh, from the 2021 2022 Alaska Fur Trapper's Mm -hmm. Guide. So you may not take a wolf or wolverine with a firearm until after 3 a.m. following the day in which you have flown in an airplane. However, you may shoot a wolf or wolverine caught in a trap or snare on the same day you have flown. Ow. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that makes sense. It's fucking hey, wild. Yeah. Good to know. Thank you.
2: <laughs> yeah, Thank just in you. case you ever get up there and you're like, yeah. oh, gosh, I sure would like to trap some fur, but I don't know the regulations about trapping this wolverine and shooting it in the head
3: yeah i'm like flying in in the morning is there like a certain amount of hours that have to pass or is it
2: ladies and gentlemen welcome to the 2021-22 alaska fur trappers guide rules and regulations <laughs>
3: And we'd really appreciate your votes on the fur trappers reform of 2022. (laughs) It's very important to us to be able to fly. And if you're flying it at noon, you still have time. Let's trap some fur. (laughs) Wolverine, you know? It's unjust, un-American. Don't be like the lower 48, everyone.
2: Let the people trap their fur on a day they've flown in an airplane.
1: Sheriff John Reese davies is reading an old book at the restaurant. I really like that touch. He's not just reading any book or the newspaper. He's reading this old Welsh book. Ancient tomes of spells and ghouls and goblins. And this is when we meet the best character in the whole
0: show, Mooseburger Guy. Mr. Clayton, your first time here, would you care for one of my fine Mooseburgers? A Mooseburger? Yeah. It's okay with lots of ketchup. You say so, Tommy, with lots of ketchup. Coming right up. Bizarre. I needed more of him.
2: Straight out of Twin Peaks. So wanted more of him. The show needed more of him, for sure.
3: But speaking of, when we get to that house, uh, later on, not house, office, like community center, the Community Center. That's what it, it is. is. Yeah, it looked, oh, yeah. that not look exactly like the room in the sheriff's office in, in Twin Peaks? Yes.
2: Yeah. yeah.
3: Just saying, yeah.
2: A hundred percent.
3: So we can surmise that David Lynch saw higher ground and the wheels started turning.
2: (laughs) I mean, honestly, what? It's about an FBI agent going to a small town in the middle of nowhere. And all is not as it seems. There's a bit of darkness. There's a parallel there for sure. (laughs) I'm going to watch Twin Peaks after this.
1: Back at the plane business, they overhear a distress call. General call to pilots in the Jordan Coloma area.
0: This is Anakin Air, Station 3302. Over.
1: Roger, Anakin Air looks like we've got a mayday situation
0: with a kayaker down about 20 miles north of coloma on the coloma river near jack simon's cabin
1: john denver springs into action that kayaker could be critically injured i can handle this and we get a great sequence where he lands his plane in a rough river and manhandles a poor canoeer who likely has a spinal injury perhaps ruining his life
2: yeah that guy seemed
1: dead yeah he was like dead <laughs> and
2: then he goes up to him and he's like oh thank goodness you came
1: hey what's going on? i
2: thought no one would
1: come and then he's just slinging him around
2: how did that guy expect to get back
1: <laughs>
2: like what you just kayak down the river and then what Walk back you sure as shit not paddling back up that
1: okay so i thought this whole incident was orchestrated by mclean somehow Same. Yeah, yeah i did too because link is there and he's watching it and it turns out he's the one that called in the tip that the guy was hurt
2: yeah
3: and link seemed to enjoy it too that's the weird thing yeah he seemed like he was into it he loves helping well no he looked like he was into the
1: guy being injured on the ground
2: he's one of his many enemies even though link is ostensibly a
1: good guy i think it just turned out to be just something that happened and it makes john denver beloved nice job
2: mr clayton nice job word sure travels fast about a rescue around here
1: fine piece of flying Thank you. Everybody in the community loves him after this. He He makes John Denver suspicious of Link uh, when he finds out that he's the one that called in the
0: tip that trapper kid Link Holmes. He's the one that uh, spotted the man. Link Holmes, yeah, lucky thing too. He lives way down by Spruce Hollow, must have been up in the mountains checking his trap. Line. And this is
1: when he goes to the Coloma Community Center, yeah, which we were just talking about. And I was trying to figure out where this is. I think it says Coloma. I, you can, it's hard to read.
2: So that's the, that's the tribe,
1: the tribe,
2: yeah, that's the tribe of. Alaska indigenous people.
1: Oh, okay, that makes sense.
2: I'm pretty sure. Let me let me look this up real quick.
1: On Wikipedia, it says it's a script formally used for the Kokborok language in India and Bangladesh. Oh yeah, Kelowna Community Center. Kelowna. If it's Kelowna Community Center, I found that place.
2: I just thought that that was the name of the tribe that the community center service. because that... they're all like in there making like carvings and baskets and whatnot. They're watching
1: Wheel of Fortune. Whatever their <laughs>
2: phrase was, it had two
1: eyes. Where did they film that? Did they put up a sign or did they. Oh no, my Firefox just crashed. Fuck. <laughs>
3: Fucking Firefox. This is not the same <laughs> community, community center. <laughs> This is in Iowa, I think.
1: Yeah. yeah, that's in Iowa. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say! You mean this movie has lied to us? <laughs> <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. so they've built this pilot on a bed of lies.
1: So they go to the community center, while Sheriff John Reese davies is already there. And he tells John Denver again, I don't need you, I got this, Your silly FBI city ways aren't going to work here.
0: You want me to place an entire forest under surveillance?
1: What am I supposed to do? Interrogate a moose? It's so funny because he's acting like he's Mr. Alaska, and he's this British actor.
2: Welsh, Welsh. Don't get it tangled up. They'll come at us.
1: Wales is part of the UK.
2: Independence for Wales.
1: PSA number two. (laughs) (laughs) When he leaves the room, John Denver looks through a folder John Reese davies left behind, which is pictures from the plane Rick was found in. It turns out, if you actually look at the pictures, they are full of evidence. Mm-hmm. And when John Denver shows John Reese davies the folder
0: he's like "Uh, fuck you're right (laughs) there's all kinds of evidence in here mclean says he sent rick to kinnecott cove to pick up some fishermen It was pouring rain that day fishermen standing around in the mud where are the footprints i
3: like how achingly (laughs) sincere john denver is once again because the other non-john reese davies cop leaves gives him a dirty look and john denver comes back with a epic clap back. I appreciate your kindness. I appreciate your kindness. (laughs) (laughs) Sick burn, John. Sick burn. You got his ass. And then they just come back in and be like, wait, how dare you look at this evidence that we left in here? So, Clayton, what do you think you're doing?
2: <laughs> in this room that we were planning on trying to entrap you in. With
3: nothing else <laughs> in it on an empty table, how did
1: how dare you? It, we forgot to talk about Indian cops. This is
0: John Willingham, the village public safety officer.
1: He looks just like Charles Bronson. I'd like to shove this up your ass.
0: They don't want to dirty
2: my
1: which It's exactly like Charles Bronson.
2: <laughs> he was a holist or something, right? I know one thing about Charles Bronson. He hated doing those Death Wish movies. He just did them for the money. It went very much against his beliefs.
1: Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, he called it right-wing grievance bullshit or something.
1: Yeah,
3: which they obviously are.
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh,
3: Lithuanian descent.
2: Lithuanian,
3: wow. Lithuanian,
2: mm-hmm.
3: Born in Pennsylvania. But, Have you ever seen Hard Times, 1975? Oh, fucking love Hard Times. That movie is incredible. Oh,
1: fuck, yes. Hard Times is fucking amazing.
2: And Walter Hill,
3: baby. Yeah,
1: I think they really wanted to work together, Charles Bronson and Walter Hill, but it was the only movie they ever made together. Mm-hmm.
2: In the same vein, there's another movie starring, uh, oh, Jesus Christ. It has Gary Busey in it, in like a minor role called Straight Time from the 70s that i highly fucking recommend it fucking rules also has harry dean stanton if i remember correctly
3: dustin hoffman too right that's a damn good movie. fucking
2: great movie
0: me, you know bootlegging
1: In Alaska is as bad as cocaine in L.A.
0: That's what he says, yeah. Listen, I understand what's going on here. In L.A. it's cocaine, here it's alcohol. But it's the same thing. And we're on the same team. I don't believe it.
3: No, it seems crazy. Certainly not as good as cocaine in L.A., I'm
1: sure of that. (laughs) No, not at all. In the 80s? Jesus Christ. Uh, So John Denver goes to visit Link, the the not-so-bad trapper. He's like yelling at John Denver for having a white savior complex. Oh, yeah. Tell the white man everything. He'll take care of it. (laughs) (laughs) Which he kind of does, but is also genuinely involved for no other reason than he sincerely cares.
2: He's just trying to help out.
1: He has no other motive.
2: He's just a good guy.
1: So Link tells John Denver.
2: It's the Lady
0: Jane. She's a packer ship coming into the harbor at Jordan. She sells liquor to the fishermen, And she's pulling out tonight. That's what I need. Thanks, Link.
1: And that's where the climax of the show is going to happen. While Sheriff John Reese davies has discovered... Our term
0: benefactor served a sentence for cocaine smuggling before he came to jail. Get on the minicamp. He and the
1: other cops march off with guns.
2: Oh, I didn't catch that. That he's a cocaine smuggler. I saw the mugshot come to the fax machine.
1: hmm Yeah, he figures out he's an L.A. cocaine smuggler. Huh. Which was kind of weird. That like John Denver didn't already know about him.
2: What the fuck is he doing? Smuggling fucking booze.
3: The lesson learned here is never trust a pillar of the community.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I never will. (laughs) Never will again. (laughs) Our hero, John Denver, arrives at the Lady Jane. He
0: pretends to be just some guy looking to buy booze. Need something to keep a little fire in my belly. Fisherman told me I might find it here. Going on a long flight. I need a little edge off.
1: <laughs> the workers, they let him in to the ship, but turns out they know who he is, and they show him a gun.
0: Wrong move, Mr. Clayton.
1: And we get another John Denver is worried move. And commercial break, too, right? <laughs> dun, dun, dun. He's so worried. <laughs> That's the same shot as before. Uh
2: <laughs> like I said, he's incapable of emoting other than smiling. He is
1: kind of smiling a little bit. You guys missed it, but at this moment, we're treated to 10 seconds of some nerdy guy talking about AT&T.
0: When I talked about how we deal with our customers, um, or any customer I'd have, I, you get to know them personally. And eventually, it becomes a relationship where they're not just ABC company, they're people. They know that I got all these products and these different things behind
1: I know how to talk to business guys. I work for AT&T and then it's over. I don't want to talk business, so I won't. (laughs) So we come back with the commercial break and they have just locked John Denver in a room with the stacks of bottles of whiskey. And if there is any doubt what is in those boxes, he cuts it open and shows us they are in fact not salmon. As the box says, it is whiskey.
2: It's not salmon. It's actually tilapia grown in China.
1: (laughs) Even worse. (laughs) Tilapia was going to be episode two.
2: (laughs) The great tilapia (laughs) caper.
1: Smuggling tilapia again.
2: Do not ever buy tilapia. My dad was on a business trip in China and they took him to a production factory and it was like these cages of chickens with like chicken wire along the bottom over like huge tanks of tilapia and basically the fish were just living off of the chicken shit uh, yeah
1: don't, don't don't buy tilapia i thought tilapia was several different kinds of fish depending on where you go it's a fake fish
2: <laughs> it's, a fake. it's just really easy to breed them and it's a lot cheaper than basically every other fucking fish you
3: guys are gonna catch hell from big tilapia here i'm ready come at me I'm not associated
1: with these two gentlemen. I had no. They're gonna throw fish at us, mm-hmm. like that that guy from the Muppet Show. Never work for scale. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a fish joke. This is gonna be
2: exactly like Oprah getting sued by the Beef Council.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we just finished cows. <laughs> we didn't get sued from the Beef Council over that. <laughs> so on the dock, McLean and his men are loading the plane up with whiskey. He then gives Ike some money, presumably to go kill John Denver, and he says, "Okay, go, kid. Final payment. Did Ike kill Rick? Ooh. I feel like we never really do find out who killed Rick. We no. don't. You're right. Yeah, let's call it Ike.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's willing to kill McLean.
1: Yeah, he absolutely does. Spoiler. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I'm going to go with the kid. Oh, yeah, Tommy. The son.
2: Yeah, he did it. He killed his own dad.
1: He had the means, the opportunity, and the motive.
2: Yeah. He slept with his mother, killed his father, and gouged out his own eyes.
1: Now, what a <laughs> series. Just then a bunch of police boats show up on the horizon, and the the big plane tries to take off with all the whiskey. Cut back to the whiskey hold, <laughs> and Link has arrived to save John Denver.
0: Link, come on. I don't have much
1: time. I knew you wouldn't let me down.
2: Thank God.
1: And the two of them just start punching everyone and throwing (laughs) all of them overboard, probably to their deaths in the cold Alaskan water.
2: (laughs) Jesus Christ, that water is so cold, I'm sure.
1: John Denver has a body count in this
2: movie.
1: (laughs) I was hoping for a little
3: Wilhelm scream action, but... uh, Oh. Yeah. We'll throw one in here.
1: (laughs) We'll do a couple for good measure. (laughs) Please charge directly at the plane shooting at it with shotguns and they cause it to crash and explode
2: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> good work boys oh no. 1988 as hell i
2: loved it was mcclain not on the plane when it fucking oh, no! how did he get
1: off i didn't see it he, he didn't get on the plane he was loading them up with whiskey and they were gonna go deliver it or distribute it okay so it's just his lackeys so mclean just lost his booze and his really expensive plane and he flies into a rage
0: you're a dead man clayton
1: and starts shooting at john denver and they run inside one of the harbor buildings and have a really intense cat and mouse game
2: Dude, he nails
1: late too mm-hmm.
2: nails him right in the chest mm-hmm
1: When they finally find each other, John, Denver, and McLean, they're struggling, and Ike shoots McLean in the fucking back.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And nails him with what looks like a Henry Big Boy or Henry Golden. It's not a Golden Boy, it's not gold, but some sort of. Fucking shotgun. It's not a shotgun. With
1: that mustache tell you <laughs> <laughs> so then john denver has to use his special calming john denver powers to get ike to give him the gun in a moment that mirrors the beginning of the movie come on pal put the gun down it's okay also would have been a great
3: opportunity for him to sing yeah blue hit song come on pal
1: yes
2: Come on, love, and give me the gun. You don't want
0: to do this. You're making it worse than it was
2: to be. We could just all go home and have
1: Thank God. <laughs> wow. John Denver gets the gun, and he saves the day. And then we're outside. We see Link being put into an ambulance, and Sheriff John Reese davies trying to get John Denver to help him with his police paperwork.
0: That was the easy part. Well, how about a hand with the paperwork? I don't
1: work here, remember? LOL, I'm a vigilante. (laughs) I don't do paperwork. <laughs> <laughs> LOL, I'm a vigilante So we get one last scene where John Denver is fixing one of the old planes that was Jenny's father's plane. And it's it's pretty clear he's gonna adopt this kid and get yeah. with his buddy's widow. And we're gonna have a nonstop adventures yeah. in British Columbia, I mean Alaska, with John Denver, I mean Jim Clayton.
2: Yeah, it's going to be like a, a live action tailspin.
3: <laughs> yes. We need more Baloo. About what episode or season would they have started <laughs> introducing a bunch of gadgets? Like, let's be honest
2: really. Oh, man. Yeah. Pretty
3: quick. Maybe even some time travel. I mean, Quantum Leap was a thing too, so. It needed
1: Shit. some time travel. It needed some weaponry.
2: It needed Ernest Borgnine. I masturbate
1: a lot. Definitely. Yep. I could use some deep sea diving like some scuba underwater shots
3: oh my god Maybe
1: saving salmon caught in a net or something like <laughs> this. well i have this last little tidbit this is from the rumor mill that is the trivia section of imdb john denver and william Cat were to star in the film the higher ground produced and directed by bruce Reisman. It was inspired by John Denver's song of the same title and was scheduled to film in San Jose, California in February 1993. Huh. But obviously, it it never happened.
2: They were going to make another one?
1: This was Higher Ground. This would have been The Higher
2: Ground. Oh, okay. It's like a Suicide Squad, The Suicide Squad. The Higher
1: Ground. Completely different. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Exactly like that. (laughs) All right. What happened to John Denver? Do we need to talk about that?
2: (laughs) Oh, well. Gosh, you know, we do.
3: I mean, I'll just say that, like, in my household, this was like a, a, a morning to remember, not unlike 9-11. I'm, I'm actually being serious. Really? Because my mom came in, and she was just destroyed, and she woke me up for school and said, John Denver died, he just crashed a plane, and it was like a big deal.
2: God damn. Yeah. So the the plane crash wasn't his fault, for one Despite his uh, struggles with alcohol, he was not drunk when the plane crashed. They found no alcohol in his system.
1: What, what I read was that it was, a, it was a homemade plane. Yes,
2: so it was a home-built plane, which, I mean, is pretty common. The, the one time that I've been in a little two-seater plane like that was going to pick up parts with my buddy, who was a you know amateur pilot. He was building a helicopter at his house. And we were flying all around Texas, picking up parts that people had machined for him. Also got to fly the plane, uh, which was sick as shit. We're just like up in the air, you know, over like fucking the middle of nowhere, Texas. And he was like, you want to take the controls? And I was like, are you out of your fucking mind? Of course I do. I was like 15.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Do some, some loops.
2: No, no, I just, I pretty much just kept it steady. It was probably on auto- I mean, it may have been. <laughs> but it was fucking sick regardless. I would kill. So a big part of why this whole thing happened is that the the home built plane, the guy that built it for him, instead of putting the fuel tank switch lever where they basically tell you to put it right between the pilot's legs, they put it behind his head in an area where he couldn't get to it while he was in his seatbelt. They even tried putting vice grips on the lever, and there was just nothing doing. And So he just ran out of gas. As far as I know, yeah. Yeah, it was a long, easy, two-seater canard plane.
3: Yeah, I don't think I knew about that, actually.
2: He was trying to land at, <laughs> at Monterey Peninsula Airport, and he made a series of touch-and-go landings and died from blunt force trauma. He was a very experienced pilot, too. well here give you a parachute and uh when i say bail we gotta bail but that's not gonna happen (laughs) it's just like very very confident pilot Mm -hmm. this is just like one of those things you know landing and takeoff are very difficult i guess
1: that's pretty much the only hard part everything else is pretty easy Mm -hmm. it's a
2: real shame i mean what what would the future have held for john denver if he had survived
1: a Rick Rubin oh, album. Oh dude,
2: a hundred percent. There's no chance of that not happening.
1: I said a, a Rick Rubin produced album. What would a Buddy Holly been like if he'd lived into the sixties,
3: not crashed in a plane? Imagine a Buddy Holly psychedelic record. Van
1: Dyke
2: mm.
3: Parks.
1: Van, Van Dyke Parks, yeah. yeah.
2: Doing a little something with that fella. Just getting real fucking weird. <laughs> Him and the big bopper. Mm-hmm. They're acid face. <laughs> <laughs> Big popper. <laughs> big popper.
0: Mr. Land, your cooking is, as usual, quite excellent. Thank you very much. Well, you're very welcome, Ben. And tomorrow I'm fixing your favorite lamb stew. Lamb stew.